This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Jill on from Penzura, and our topic today is bringing your weird as a recruitment strategy. And I love this because years ago, uh, I had a lot of time working with Whole Foods and their hiring strategy where they hired people, kind of the misfits. Uh, uh, and I love that, just the as from a candidate strategy perspective, uh, but Jill's going to take us into a different direction, and I can't wait. So, Jill, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and your company, Panzero? Absolutely. First of all, thanks for having me. I'm sure. excited to be here. Um, I am Jill Stalfox, the proud CEO of Panzera. Um, a little bit about my background, raised nearly $50 million in venture before coming to Panzera and returned a billion dollars to investors, um, and then came here. Um, what we do at Panzera is we are the leader in the highly secure hybrid cloud data management solutions. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um... Well, let's let's start with bringing uh, the topic, which is which is fantastic. Bringing your weird as a recruitment strategy. So let's just start with the basics. Uh, how did how did we get to this? Like, where how did you get to this strategy? It uh, was a long time coming. So we bought the company in um, twenty twenty in May seventh of twenty twenty. So the height of COVID, and. It was a very weird time in the world. And I'm a fundamental believer that if people can bring their whole authentic selves to work, then magic can happen. And frankly, we're all weird. I mean, <laughs> we're yeah. just we've all got our own brand of weird. It's just, what is that? And exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so what I thought is like, look, if we could create a place that was safe to be authentically you, if you're gay, be gay. If you're strongly religious, do that. If you're, you know, whatever you want to talk about, race, color, creed, anything, let's talk about it. Because in COVID, you were at home. Like, I felt like if I'm going to know your dogs in your living room, like, I might as well know you're weird. Like, why not? Right, right. right. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of a, it's a great filter for both sides, right? So are you willing to, were you willing to, you know, are you willing to, I, I used to say this on Twitter all the time in terms of following people. If you're willing to put up with my benign, crazy weirdness, whatever, uh, me ranting about Starbucks coffee or whatever the bit is that day, I'm willing to then sign up for your crazy and weird. Yeah. Right. So we, it's kind of a social contract on some levels. It's like, I'll sign up for your weird. You can sign up for my weird. You can opt out of my weird, which is great, or vice versa. And what you've done is you pulled it over into the kind of the recruiting strategy of saying, 
okay, here's, here's, it's almost like I'd love to have this on t-shirts or buttons or something like that, where it's like, okay, here's all the things that make me weird. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. And it, here's what makes me, me, I guess even, 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 even more so it's like, here's what makes me, me. And you have the same things. Now, can we coexist? Can we accept each other on each, on these terms? Yeah. And it gets to these like super fun, curious conversations about, wait a minute, why do you think that way? Or how crazy a sport is that that you do? And, you know, it's just, it leads to these super curious, fun conversations. And it is a two-way street, right? I accept your weird, you accept mine. And it doesn't have to be that we convince one another that one way is right and one way is wrong. It's exactly the opposite. It's like, look, all comers, bring it, whatever it is. <laughs> how is that? How is that? How, how do candidates respond when you when we talk? Because this is what, what I love about it. It's refreshing. And it's also, I mean, you, you know, it could probably be off-putting to some, some folks, but how, what's been your general response in terms of just talking, I mean, you're, you're talking really honestly, openly being vulnerable and, and uh, talking uh, in, in real terms, not, not corporate speak, which I love. So uh, what's been the response? Yeah, it's actually quite fascinating because in the beginning, when we started the company, I think people thought I might be a little crazy. That, like, <laughs> you know, is it true? So, so, <laughs> so you're talking about crazy because you're yeah. crazy. No, no, I'm talking about bring your unique self to work, yeah. and it's okay. Like you, like you have 19 cats in your house. Great, you know, not yeah. my deal. But I, if you can respect that, I have two you know, 85 pound pit bulls. I can respect that you have 19 cats. Like, okay, like we can coexist. The world's big enough for all of us. Exactly. And they, I think they were so used to a working environment that is very judgmental. Right. And I just think the world is much more fun when you're understanding of differences for versus being judgmental. And so I think in the beginning, people didn't take me seriously. How could the CEO of a company this big really believe this? And right. isn't there something too weird that I could be doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's limits. And again, you, you, yeah. for, it's a filter for both sides yeah. uh, as a recruitment strategy. It's a filter for both sides to then say, yes, uh, I like this. This is I can bring because that's that's the a common theme that you see from a lot of folks in the in the market right now is like we want you to bring your whole self to work. Well, my natural question because I I'm really into dark humor and uh, I tend to be a bit dark myself. So like I of course I I think about that and go do you do you really want the full <laughs> yes do you yeah. really want all of me and you know like uh, are you sure because yeah. because this could get dark quickly and uh <laughs> and i'm okay with that like i'm comfortable there um but but you know some people aren't which i respect uh absolutely and so i'm not sure like, like I, uh, because when people talk, I want you to bring your authentic self, your whole self, your whole, you know, whole you. I, I think there's probably trepidation by a lot of people, not just me. Of yeah. okay, is that 
is do you want me to bring 80% of myself? Okay. Well, 80% is better than, you know, 40%, uh, or worse, uh, where people couldn't even, can't be themselves at all. Um, so that's better, but I've, I'm still, I'm still not buying that they want the whole me. And that's probably a me thing. Like I'm not, maybe it's my vulnerability. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because I do think it takes people a little bit. In fact, I had an employee recently who was like, I feel like I'm coming off of PTSD from my old employer (laughs) where I had to like be somebody other than me. And you're okay with all of who I am. And this is a guy who happens to be gay. He's never said he was gay at work. He's married to this wonderful man. And of course, I meet his husband and I initially just give him a hug because like, I'm all good, right? Like, hey, everybody can do their thing. And it was such, I mean, literally they both cried. And it's like, why does it have to be that hard, right? Why can't employees just come to work the way they are with free minds to like, do great things. I don't know. It could be just that I'm like too idealistic about this, but no. I just think it's a game changer. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're idealistic at all. I think, uh, again, I, I believe that it kind of gets down to that intent and, yeah. uh, and we, we all suffer from kind of past experiences, uh, good and bad. Like, okay. So there's, there's some trauma there. So, you know, this is, this is why I believe therapy should be mandatory. But yeah. uh, so, I, so from a work, but from a recruiting and specifically a work perspective, it's, 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 an, it's a way for people to then say, okay, hey, what are you not comfortable with? What are you comfortable with? Like, now let's engage each other really on a more intellectual, uh, personal level. And, and again, let's see where we meet. Yeah, it's like a friend of mine years ago, he studied comparative religion. And he said, mm. here's the deal. If you took all of the organized religions in the world and you stood them on the side, you'd find that they're 90% the same. There's 10% yeah. difference. And yeah. we focus on the differences between Muslim or, or, or Jewish or Catholic or whatever the bit is. We, we focus on the differences. But, but if you really, really read the text as, as he has and studied, like it's really not that different they use different words there's different stories around those different things the parables etc but basically it's the same uh for about 80 to 90 percent of it and and so i I think of that like okay well we we when we think about the weirdness that you we're we're the same a lot of us are the same but that 10 20 percent that makes us truly unique it it's it's closeted and uh and it's like okay we don't we a we we, we don't have to live in that era we don't have to just because our grandparents did it or our parents did it or whatever we don't have to live in that era we choose to live in that era yep i think that's exactly right and by the way in order to like get to this kind of curious sort of accepting space Mm -hmm. we actually do provide coaching to all of our employees and it's through a company called better up and you've, you can yeah, focus on everything around wellness and sleep and, you know, how to get along with your spouse or parenting. And you can focus on leadership and communication at work and like all the BS 
stuff right. to, to be a contributing member at Panzera. But what we found is during COVID, our team needed more help on parenting and self-care and just mental strength. And why not? Like, why not let that all be okay? Because if they can't, like, if we all can't clear our heads and get to a good space, then how are we going to accomplish anything great for our customers or any great innovation? It's just never going to happen, you know? Right. So, so how do we market weird? This is, this is actually Mm. been kind of perplexing for me is okay. Like I get it. I get it on a lot of levels, but I, I get it. Like, okay, now we can have frank conversations. We can talk about these things. You're, you don't need to fear any, you know, any reprisal or any of that type of stuff. So, okay. So now if we, if we think like that, which is great. Now, how do we mark, how do we open ourselves up and market the candidates that, uh, that might be attracted to that? We do it through a lot of storytelling, just a lot of stories about you know, what it means and where we, the types of conversations that we have, you know, we had a really tough conversation Mm -hmm. um, during Black History Month around privilege tests. Right. And we actually posted our scores online and we got so much feedback from, you know, folks looking to join Panzara because we were brave enough, I suppose, I guess to actually post the scores because it's, you know, when you start talking about these kinds of topics, these meaty topics, you're not always great at it. Right. And you have to learn and understand and accept and do all these like sort of stages of improving yourself. And um, we just talk about this stuff all the time in the public. And I think it's really helpful. It's so funny because people bring their friends, right? They mm-hmm. recruit their friends because they're like, this is like so fun. And it's, it is really fun. I mean, we do have a lot of crazy fun here. So, so any, any, anything that's come up as you, as you've, as you, cause you're obviously you're doing this and it's working. Has there anything not worked with weird? So, maybe not turned out as best as you thought it would. Yeah. So one of the outcomes I would say of accepting weird is that people can get really passionate about a specific topic and two things need to happen, right? One is they need to be heard. And two is people need to feel comfortable understanding that they're sort of like force on that topic is important to them, but it, you know, you could sort of take it or leave it, right? It doesn't mean you have to feel the same way or believe the same way. Right. Right. Um, And so once or twice in the, you know, two and a half years that we've owned the company, we've ended up in a situation where it was pretty heated. (laughs) Right. But, but a healthy heated. Yeah. Healthy heated. Right. So I can, I can see things like uh but a lot of political stuff, right? So, yeah. so politics in general, eh? But even stuff like Roe v. Wade gets overturned. You know, there's there, and again, depending on which side you kind of which 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 side you lean there, you can see people being passionate on both sides. 
totally. so it's it's even if I don't agree, it's Voltaire, right? Even if I don't agree with your stance or your take on that, I still got to res- I still got to respect that you need to express that. That's exactly, and it's so constantly working on teaching people that it's okay to respect that they express it, which right. is different than agreeing. That's right. Um, That's right. And it's fine. It's literally fine. And by the way, Roe v. Wade was one of those days. Yeah. It was absolutely one of those days. Oh, yeah. Well, it, um, it's, and, and, and again, because things are so politicized now, because that's just kind of how politics work. Um, and again, they don't focus on the things that we need or they focus on these kind of cultural issues that are really divisive. And, but I think as it relates back to both the recruiting and the work part is it, it's, we can, I can still love you and we can disagree. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, absolutely. That, that's the hardest thing to have an environment where it's like, okay, listen, it's it's okay. Like uh, you're for or against whatever that is. Uh, cool. Like that's not me, but it's cool that you're passionate about that. Yeah. And what's interesting is it creates this like super fun learning environment, right? Where we're all mm-hmm. kind of curious about how you think. And that totally translates into creating great innovation or whatever, right? Like, if you can have a conversation that's complicated over something political, right? How much easier is it to have the complication or you know a, a complicated conversation over some feature we're adding to a product, right? It's like right, way, right, right, right. Way better, not stressful. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's easy. That becomes easy at that point. It's like, oh, yeah. that's it. The is there anything off limits? And and the reason I ask this again, dark being dark. Of course, yeah. I, I would think about like vices, you know, and uh, and uh, anything sexual, like anything like again, not nothing illegal, but yeah. but again, people have opinions about certain things that that are related to sex, and so okay, again, kind of Voltaire one hundred and one. <laughs> can they express it? Do they feel comfortable expressing it? Do we want them to express it? etc is there a safe environment to express those things and and really what i'm looking for is the edges which i think most employees in their comfort they will look for the how far can i push this like yeah. like kids like I, you know kids are really great at this once they once they figure out what the boundary is they want to see what they can push the boundary to okay that's cool like that's that's a part of parenting no no big deal but I want to kind of see from your perspective, okay, we, we recruit weird. We allow the whole self, the authentic self. We allow the weirdness. But is there is there a bridge too far? You know, it's interesting because we kind of, uh, well, not kind of. We actually do joke a lot about, you know, what's too weird. Uh-huh. And so far, we haven't found it. Okay. And You know, I'm not idealistic enough to believe that we couldn't, you know, cross the line. But I, I think one of the reasons that we haven't found it is a bit unfortunate, by the way, because I think so many companies are so restrictive on behavior that um, people are like over way over on one side, right? 
And so now they come here and they can bring their weird, but then they also have this regulator in their mind of like, oh, do I want to bring my whole weirdness, right? So it takes a while. And maybe, you know, maybe the older we get in terms of a company, the the more we'll see weird or weirder or the edges of weird. But so far we haven't, um, which is really funny. Right. We, we had some employees do a, I would say maybe a, a dodgy TikTok. Uh, <laughs> and we all thought it was <laughs> super funny. Right, 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 right. And some oh. of this is about humor. I mean, that's this funny thing. I mean, some of it's was you know weird, weird for weird sake, and some of it's uh, some of it the humor and humor. It's it's fascinating to me. Like on Netflix, you know, the different types of comedians and how the, the that they they can you can really really resonate with with one comedian. You plug in another one, you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like you're yeah. 15 minutes into a bit and you're like, yeah, this isn't this this isn't my bailiwick too. And and so again, so kind of bringing that back to weirdness at work, um humor is a really interesting kind of a a, a way to think of this is like, okay, some things aren't funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, well let's 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 consume that. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see what the what's in you know, some comics would argue, no, they can make anything funny. Which, which is, you know, again, getting slow, slowly getting to the dark side. Um, but uh, this is this has been fascinating. Uh, I, I just love your pro. First of all, I love the openness. You know, I have to, I have Thank to admit, you. when we first booked this, that I, I just, I look forward to it because I wanted to talk to you about, you know, okay, like I get the bit if it's just a marketing strategy, like okay, this is kind of a shtick, if you will. But this is a shtick for you. This is no, actually it's real. Yeah, it's this real. is passion. Yeah. And and so I just love that. I mean, it's vulnerability and it's kind of kind of a, a high art of, of of vulnerability. So I love it. I love it. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely wonderful. I'd love to have you on the on the podcast again. I would love to do it. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. And thank you, and thanks for everyone that listens to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.